0: Welcome everybody to the GVO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only, brought to you by Modern Exterminator. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And uh, we got our a good friend of ours back, Kyle from Chicken Hoops, on for the SEC preview here. Kyle, what's going on?
1: Not much, guys. I had so much fun last time. I wanted to come back.
2: You passed the test. We have to you pass a series of tests to get on the pod, but you've uh continued to show up, and that's the test anyway
1: uh spending too much time on twitter for well over a decade uh.
2: <laughs> all right well before we get into everything i need to tell you guys so i had modern exterminating over at my house this week our our sponsor um yeah.
0: did did glenn come and do it himself
2: no he called a guy or you know um but uh i had a squirrel like make a hole in my roof and got into my attic he I, ate some sh- ate some shingles and wood to get in there.
0: I have a very important question for you, Bryce.
2: Yep. Is the squirrel
0: still in your attic?
2: Maybe. There's a cage in there with peanut butter. I need to go and check it tonight. <laughs> anyway. But, but they're shout-
0: on the case until it's
2: not. You're, that's you're- right. Anyway. I just wanted to shout out to the uh, our sponsor. They uh, came in handy this week. Came out, literally had the problem. They were here in an hour.
0: And anyway, so modern exterminating, give them a call. Um, 10% off your first service if you mention the
2: GBO. That's right. And maybe you just mention Glenn Matthews. Maybe they'll get you an extra 15. Anyway, all right, into the we're doing the SEC preview this pod. Thanks, Kyle, for joining us. But before we get into that, we did want to talk about um the Western Kentucky game for the men we won. I thought that was exciting to start off with. Um, and how the game started, Sumter. When we got down eleven to two, you and I were thinking this is yep. going to get ugly at that sixteen-minute timeout.
0: It, this is just what this team is like, you know. We'll spot you. In, not only are we not like the, you know, not only are you a struggling basketball team, but it's just like you know what, let ten, nine, eleven points off the jump. Have them. We'll 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 work from behind. Every it seems like every game lately. We're just getting in these holes, except for PC. I literally I think the last like four of the last five games, we've started out in like an eight or nine point deficit in the first three minutes of the game.
2: I think eleven nothing a couple games in a row. And this was almost eleven nothing. But anyway, we shake out of it. And Michi Johnson had his would you say this was his breakout game of the year? He might have had one earlier in the year, but like he was pretty solid from start to finish.
0: He was really good against Clemson. And so uh, I wouldn't say this was his breakout game. Um, this this was definitely his best game since his ankle injury, which I think is very encouraging uh, because, like, we're going to talk about the SEC schedule on this pod and how brutal it's going to be. And we obviously need, need Meech Johnson to be this level of good if we have a hope of doing anything, you know,
2: well, Kyle, for the game, Michi started out with an air ball of a three, but after that, he made six. So uh, I thought that was a nice transition for Michi because usually when a guy leads off with an air ball, you don't think it's going to be a good night for the guy.
1: No, but that's his fifth straight game with double digit points. And, um, you know, we talked about it a little last time. Like, we, we don't have enough guys that are good to, to kind of to suffer a lot of off nights from the guys we need to be good. And the last five games, Michi Johnson's been good. And uh, that's – there aren't a lot of great avenues for, for wild success for this team, but most of them involve Mitchy Johnson being good. And so for the last five games, I mean, even with East Carolina baked in there um, he's given the team a chance. And so that that's been nice to see. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, Western Kentucky putting aside the other one, that that's probably the best he's played uh, at South Carolina. Just a, a really nice game.
2: And then Gigi Jackson has a 12-point kind of quiet scoring game, but 16 rebounds. He was on the boards all night, start to finish. I mean, it was nice to see a game where we didn't really depend on Gigi to score and others scored instead of Gigi. I thought that was nice growth to see for the team. What would you guys think? Yeah, um, obviously
0: 16 boards. Gigi – getting on the glass is going to have to be key, especially since, you know, Josh Gray played six minutes. uh, Bozeman Verdunck played 12. Um, It was kind of a seven-man rotation, the majority of the
2: minutes, which I I thought it was nice to see Hank and Sanford getting into double-digit minutes.
0: Yeah, and so so ultimately, like, ten guys played, but only six guys played – only five guys played 20-plus minutes. And so yeah. if Gigi's and, and none of those were and the, and none of those were Bozeman for doc gray or Hank and Sanford that played more than 20 minutes. And so if, if, if Gigi is literally going to be our biggest guy out there, uh, he's going to have to get a bunch of boards. And so it's, it's nice to see that he did it also liked that, even though he had an off night, you know, he still managed to produce 12 points and um, took 14 shots still, which is something we need, like, like we've been saying, he needs to take a bunch of shots. And the fact that he was still shooting, even though he you know it was an off night, we need him taking you know 14, 15, 16 shots a game, um and and trying to be 20 points in the in SEC play. Hey, Kyle, Kyle, what did you think about the
2: lineup? We kind of went small for a lot of these runs that were going on. We're going with the lineup. Our starters are usually Chico, Michi, Hayden, Bozeman, and Gigi. But when we go small, we put Gigi at the five, Hayden at the four, and bring in Jacoby Wright. What do you think about the small lineup kind of showing um, a strong, what do you call it, appearance in the games?
1: It's one of those lineups that I think um, particularly, and it's kind of funny because I would normally kind of describe myself as this band, like kind of superficially, analytically, it's a very appealing lineup. Like uh, get your five best players in the game because um, I think Wright's probably better than Mosman for Tonk right now. I, I think it has some problems in that. I mean Jackson at the five is has got a lot to go for it on offense. Um, it puts a lot on him. It puts a lot on him defensively. Uh, I think that kind of from a macro level, uh, you could see some real problems. I mean, maybe an analogy, is sort of like. You know, in baseball, it's like, well, you could always use your relievers a little more optimally, but if you're going to try to get through 162 games, you can't be churning guys, you know, short, short usage over and over every night. I'm worried about having Gigi Jackson play the five on defense in the SEC night in, night out for 20 to 25 minutes. I, I think he's going to get beat pretty hard if he tries to do that. Um, I don't know that that's a good medium to long term play. Uh, but gets a team like Western Kentucky, although him guarding Jamarian Sharp. is just kind of funny. Um, well, I, I guess it's, what, it's what you were there to see, though, right? You wanted to see the two uh, NBA guys go after seven, it.
2: Seven yeah. foot five, and it was funny when Hayden Brown was guarding him, Hayden Brown would try to get, like, post up, <laughs> and he would do, like, a pump fake, pump fake, and he'd just pass it out. Because when a guy's a foot taller than you, you ain't going to score over him.
1: It, it's yeah. like your dad playing you in pickup, man, just backing you down. There's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do about
0: it. Um, but can I guess you if, imagine, yeah. can you imagine being like six foot five and guarding a guy that's a foot taller than you? You know, like like I've played basket, I've played a pickup game of basketball or two where there's been a big guy out there, you know, but like my 5'11 self is you know, that there's been like a guy that's six nine on the court. And but I can't imagine like being that tall and then just being like, oh my god, this guy's what seven, that guy's what, seven foot five? Seven so yep. five.
2: <laughs> but uh, it, we'll just see what happens with the lineup. With um, I, I like the smaller lineup, but in the SEC, when we're playing teams that are 6'9", 6'11", I don't think that lineup will work. But who knows? Uh, it was just good to see a lineup work for the Gamecocks, especially in that second half.
1: I, I like it as a change of pace. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. I, I just don't think you can roll it out there more than 20. I don't think you roll it out there 20, 25 minutes tonight. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on before we got off Hank and Sanford is, Eight rebounds in 13 minutes. Um, he did a lot in 13 minutes. He got four <laughs> shots. up. Um, he took four free throws. He missed them all, but getting to the line is in of itself a skill. So it, but I think I'm now there's going to be a to get, like my man was active.
2: Uh, so I, I was, I was excited to see that. Uh, I think like, it's you know going to be a you battle or go do something. I think it's going to be a battle between Josh Gray, Bozeman's Verdonk, and um, Hank and Sanford for uh, who's going to be the worst <laughs> free throw shooter of the year. Oh, like you know, when they go up there, like when Hank and Sanford went up there, I was like, "Oh man, they weren't even close." But he—I mean, let's give him a chance. He's young, and hopefully, he can develop.
0: But there's something in the water in can Columbia. Go up, right, that percentage can go only up. Right. Yeah, just make one. I guess um, it could but, stay the same. I guess he could just not make a free throw all season. But he has the body at six seven, six eight
2: with two thirty. He can play down low. The question is, can he consistently score? along with the rebound. So curious to see how that goes in the SEC play. But it was good for him to play when for a couple weeks there, you know, he was sick, hurt, whatever, It wasn't playing much. It's good to see him play double-digit minutes. Um, But anyway, we get the win over Western Kentucky two years in a row. We played him in the Asheville Championship last year and beat him this year. Do we own Rick Stansberry, the former Mississippi State coach? Do we own him? Can we say that?
1: I'm sure I'm forgetting like a 2005 game where uh, I'd be furious at this idea, um, but yeah. For now, hell yeah, we own them. Uh, don't don't come down don't come down from Bowling Green, Kentucky with that garbage, Rick Stanbury. We're not gonna have it.
2: But you got to see that the I think for us to win games is to score around you know 60 to 65 and hold a team into the 50s. That's kind of the recipe for the I think the win for this team on most nights. Force teams that. This team coming in was number two in three point percentage coming into the game. And I believe they shot like 14% from three. So I think that was a reason we won the game as well. But their threes weren't falling. Their McKnight, their best player scored, but really no one else killed us outside of him. Um, But anyway, I didn't think we were going to win it. I'll be honest going into the game, I was just hoping to be competitive, but the team played well and got the W. So anyway, that's the Western Kentucky game 65 58. We did want to mention before we get started with the preview of SEC, uh, we do have an Eastern Michigan game coming up on Friday right after the bowl game. They did mention for the game that they're going to show the second half of the bowl game on the Jumbotron, which was smart. They wanted people to make it to the start of the game. So Eastern Michigan, 7 o'clock on Friday. But one thing a note for that game, as you guys remember, um, Bates, the number one player from um, high school two years ago that was at Memphis last year, has transferred home. He's from the eastern Michigan area, and he is playing 19 points a game. Him and Gigi going against each other. I'm assuming the scouts will come out to watch those two. What do you guys think on that matchup?
0: I think it's great. I think uh, like <laughs> – I mean, that's what – it, it at least gives you something that's worth saying, you know, like, like, like to get excited about going to the game for, especially with the way that this team's been playing. Um, in the out-of-conference schedule so far. Like, like, getting to see Gigi with a high-profile matchup, it's, I think it's great.
1: It, it is kind of funny that, that this is two games in a row with uh, something far from a marquee opponent walking into the Colonial Life Arena where that you're going to see at least two NBA guys. Um, I, I don't know how long a shift in the NBA either of them will have, but these are, yeah, two, two of the ten guys on the court are going to be high-level guys, uh, which you, you don't expect. Uh, you don't often get from a South Carolina-Eastern Michigan game.
0: I would say you've probably never gotten before from a South Carolina, Eastern Michigan game. Uh,
1: maybe if the 17 team played them I and it had, uh, you know, two, the you know the three guys were all on South Carolina's end. But, yeah, Eastern Michigan walking them with one is definitely a new one.
2: But this will be the first opportunity to see Gigi against a kind of a level talent maybe on offense the defense that can you see him score, not against low-level talent. Can he score against a guy that is his equal or at his level? I'll be curious to see if he can rise above it and get the win. Even though Eastern Michigan three and nine, really not good in Kim Palm, but it's a game that we need to win and must win to get you know above five hundred going into SEC play. It
0: it helps that it's at home. Uh, the team has played so much better at home than they have played uh, not at home, whether it's at neutral sites or on the road. Um, you know they're they're zero four at neutral sites, and I think that on the road is just the, the lone Georgetown win, right, uh, is the only one that they've won. And so get one more win here before the, uh, before the SEC schedule starts because once the SEC, ooh, excuse me, once the SEC schedule starts, it's going to get brutal.
2: Now, if that football game goes to overtime or goes long, do they keep it on the Jumbotron mm-hmm. or do they switch to the basketball game for instant replays and live feed?
0: Oh my God! Can you imagine fans booing when they turn it off the jumbotron?
2: (laughs) Anyway, um, Sumter and I will be at the bowl game. Um, Kyle, I don't think you are going to be making to the basketball game from DC. I am assuming so.
1: Uh, I'll be watching, but I'll get to see all of this, uh, but from the uh, comfort of uh, of my house up in uh, Mid Atlantic.
2: But we'll uh, Sumter and I might do a live tailgate update of the GBO pod on Twitter. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe it just depends how many um, drinks that we have. Anyway,
0: sec preview for the men. So before we get into it, before we get it, I I, want to do the modern, I want to go ahead and get the modern exterminating. We know it bugs you out of the way because it goes back to what we were talking about. Uh, It goes back to what we were talking about with Hank and Sanford in the Western Kentucky game. And we might have to get Glenn to get a basketball goal in the modern exterminating parking lot to sponsor free throw shooting because, like, because that is the modern exterminating. We know what bugs you uh, for for the whole out of conference season, right? So up until this point, I got a question for the two of you. All right. Out of three hundred and fifty-two teams that are eligible for the NCAA tournament, right, in in, uh, in college basketball. I would like you to know at where – I would like you to take a guess at where the University of South Carolina ranks out of 352 in team free throw percentage.
2: I'm going to put it at 315. Uh, 300.
0: 346. (laughs) We are better than only eight teams. What are those teams – I'm sure. i don't I don't have them all written down the the worst one is mcneese who's fifty six uh, who's fifty six point two five percent we are shooting sixty point three four percent and i'm-
2: pre- I'm pretty sure we don't have many guys shooting over eighty percent individually either or any
0: uh I haven't looked at the individual numbers um here's the next question more or less or the same have the gangcocks shot Better than seventy percent from the free throw line in a game. More or less, are the same amount of times that they've shot worse than fifty percent from the line.
1: Because you're asking, I'm going to say I'm going to say the latter.
0: <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. They they, they, they shot they shot they shot they were twelve for twenty five against Western Kentucky uh, and shot forty eight percent. Against Clemson, which, amazing, they won both of these games. Uh, Clemson, they were 6 for 13. They shot 46.2%. Against Colorado State, they went 7 for 9. And against USC Upstate, they went 8 for 11. Otherwise, it's just just been 61 62% just across the board. We're literally, like, the worst free throw shooting team in the country. Like, that's not an exaggeration.
1: What, what percentage uh, of the time do you think the modern exterminating thing that bugs you has been free throw shooting?
0: It is greater than the University of South Carolina's free throw percentage. But what that <laughs> percentage is, All right. it's greater
2: than 60.34%. All right, guys, if it wasn't for Cooper Jr. or Sparkman or walk-ons who have made two of two free throws each, they're shooting 100%. The rest of the team, we have no one over seventy percent individual.
0: It's so bad. It's so bad. I don't even know how to like like. I don't even know how to wrap my head around how bad it is. Villanova is number one in the country. Okay, Villanova is number one in the country at eighty three point two six percent. If we make our next two hundred free throws, we will not pass them in a row. If we make the next 200 free throws, we will not be above 83.26 percent.
2: Can we hire Brenton Williams to be our um, free throw coach?
0: Bring him Can- back. Does he get a COVID year? Like
2: <laughs> that would be funny if you could bring back anyone from the last 10 years for one <laughs> season COVID for, for COVID. Uh-
1: chico carter is threatening to shoot a higher rate from three than from his uh than from the line and now that is maybe the thing i am watching and pulling for for the rest of this year
0: this is gonna be fantastic well done kyle this this stat does chico what is chico carter for uh what is his percentage from three uh, he's
1: seven of 13 from the line that's 53.8 percent. he is 26 of 52 which is good God 26 and 50 50 percent from downtown so we got a 3.8 percent differential here um
0: oh my God, that's like dead on this is I, all-
1: I, my guess is when the free throw like he's only taking 13 free throws my guess that takes up i I don't think he's gonna increase his three-point percentage but we're talking about this and, and we're, tam- we're' we got one non-conference game to go that's that is an impressive feat in and of itself well done chico carter
0: yeah. I mean, in, in, in theory, like if he goes three for three from three against uh, against Eastern Michigan, he'll have done the uh, the of cut. Like that'll have put the three point percentage above probably.
2: Uh, all right, not, Kyle, not it, quite close. Yeah. Now, Kyle, you said you wanted to bring up something before we get. Oh, into Oh yeah. SEC right so go. before
1: we talk about this from like a game by game or a team by team perspective, um, I wanted to ask you guys because this is like. I, uh, yeah, I I'll I'll preview the SEC for us. It's going to be bleak, y'all. Uh but but before we, so, but before we get into it, sort of like what what do you guys want from? We got we got Eastern Michigan, we got 18 SEC games. Um unless we get kicked out of the conference for what we do in those 18, we're going to get one game at the tournament. So we got 20 games left. Real realistically, we got 20 games left, right? Maybe 21. What do you want from the next 21 game? 20 games.
2: What do I want or what's going to happen?
1: um what do you real what what is a realistic thing that would make you feel good about how this season goes
2: for me to feel good i would love anything over six sec wins that would actually see, i would feel like with this team that is progress for the season that's my minimum expectation <laughs>
0: I think how we I, like that sounds good. Like, like I obviously don't want to get whitewashed out, you know, in the SEC and and get beat by everybody. Um, I think how we get the SEC wins might put like if we only get four, but if we get four because like Jacoby Wright and Hank and Sanford and Zach Davis are playing more minutes and playing well, like that 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 I would be content with that. Um, the, still, still, bottom line, the. My favorite silver lining of this season is the Jacoby Wright, like, growth, that that, that has happened. Did not see him being this good. Um, did not see him being one of our five best players th- this year coming into the season. And um, and so, if b- because, like, I'm fine living through a, a terrible season where we really don't even have a shot at the NIT. I'm fine li- li- living through that as long as that just doesn't become – you know, our reality here, like it was basically where I am. And so if I want to see some growth, basically, some, 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 some bright spots moving forward. Cause like, you know, Michi doesn't have to come back. Like, like Michi could average 20 points. Like if we win six, seven SEC games, because Michi Johnson and Gigi Jackson are averaging 20 points a game. Um, you know, Means you can go to Kentucky or Duke or or you know or a, or West Virginia like Stevenson. You, you, you know, like a, a a better program that's got a shot at the NCAA tournament next year. Yeah. um, instead of staying here uh with the with everything that's in the transfer portal. He's
1: gotta to graduate to transfer for, uh without sitting out though, right? Correct. He'll yeah,
2: have the one he, transfer. He, yeah. he
0: probably will. Okay. I mean, he's been in college. He's been in college. This is what, his fourth year in college? Correct. Where's his third. No,
2: no, his first two. I don't know if he had an injury year because he mm-hmm. went in early. You remember he he, he graduated early from high oh, school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he might have a two and a half, maybe okay. three years. I think.
0: Okay. It's, uh, it's enough time to accumulate enough credits, I think, to to graduate. No. I, Go ahead. No, I, I think that's right,
1: Tom. I mean, like I, I'm already kind of. Although I keep forgetting the COVID year thing, right? Like, I'm like, oh, like Chico Carter, like, yeah, Chico can come back if he wants to. Um, but no, I think, like, yeah, I want to see, the, like, the younger guys get better. Like, I'd like to see a little more Zach Davis. I'd really like to see Hank and Sanford, who he's well, it, it, interesting. I don't know if he's good, but he's interesting, and that's something. Right. Um, but uh, I think the, the other thing – so, yeah, I, I want to, like – Cause you know, like Frank's first year here stunk. If you're if you're listening to this and you're a true Frank believer, go back, man. It was bad, just bad, bad basketball. Bad. So like, I'm willing to forgive a bad year. Really am. Uh, particularly given just how many people left. Um, yeah, I I, I want to see some of the younger guys do some stuff. I can live with not winning a lot of games because they could they could really outperform it, and it's still best case is probably seven eight wins, and like you're not going anywhere with that. They're not making the NIT even with that. Um, but I also want one Gigi Jackson game. I want one absolute like Gigi Takeover. Jackson has a game game. Um, and it's not that he had like he had kind of one at Georgetown, but like I just want like what we're gonna call the Gigi Jackson game.
2: Um, the 40 point.
0: Yep. It would, be, yeah. it, it would yep. be so much fun if like when Ar- we play Arkansas at home and they've got two freshmen that are gonna be that are also gonna be high NBA one and done high NBA lottery picks. And it would be so much fun if Gigi just blew up for 30 and just crushed him, you know, like like that would be like that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. That would be a ton of fun. Something something to remember this Gigi Jackson experience by other than just kind of like he was he was the guy that kept us, you know, from from going, oh, and, you know, 30 or whatever. But I want to add one
2: thing to my expectation. If we can just win an SEC tournament game, just one, he'd be doing – Lamont would be doing better than Frank because we sucked in the SEC tournament under Frank.
0: How many total games – how many total SEC tournament games did Frank win? Uh, It's been a little
2: while since I did that math. So Frank was here for 10 years. I think he had six total wins in the SEC tournament and two seasons – won two games each so that means we only won two other games on those other years out of those other years eight years
0: an SEC tournament win would be fun especially if we upset somebody that that like needs to win a game to get into the tournament you know that'd be that'd be a lot of fun
1: That that's what I hate about the new bracket is that I think we have to win two just to get play a game where we might get to upset somebody. Who so
2: 11, win? 12, 13, 14 play, and then the winner of those will play. And then that would be the original opening round. So you have to win two games just to even get to the quarterfinals. So you'd have to win five and, four, five, and five days.
0: But that's basically what UConn did uh, with Kimball Walker in the, the, the Big East tournament was the first, con- was the first you know, conference to do this format. And uh, when they went to Madison Square Garden, they weren't in the NCAA tournament. Like they were on the bubble, and they won. They won five games in a row in Madison Square Garden and won the Big East tournament and punched their ticket. And then they won. And then they won six games in the NCAA tournament, and uh, and you know won the national title. But yeah, they finished. They finished bottom bottom eight that year, or not in the top eight of the Big East that year and had to win five games and they weren't in the dance when they showed up in in Madison they might not have had to win the whole thing the, the whole big East tournament to get there but yeah it's crazy like it's a lot of games
2: <laughs> um didn't Georgia do it during the tornado in Atlanta year they won four games in four days I think was it Sudania games or something like that I think I think the game was, was four
1: there. now you'd have to win five.
2: Yeah, so like it's it's been done once I think it just when it was four games in four days, but I would love to live through something like that of just winning some games in the tournament after a crap year. I, that would be fantastic, something to think about. So,
0: and I mean, like having a guy like Gigi on your team on a bad team is the way that that is the way that that sort of thing happens. You, you know, he just gets hot, and where's the, is it in Atlanta this year, Bryce?
2: No, nah, I need to check where it is. It's either in Tampa, Nashville, Atlanta. It's usually one of those three spots.
0: Uh, if I counted
1: right, we won five games with Frank uh, in the, in the uh, SEC tournament. Um, God. When did he win his first one, Kyle? Uh, it was uh, pretty early. It looks I think 14 or 15 maybe. Uh, okay. Because, again, man, once it went to uh, – yeah, in uh, 14, because he played 12 seed Auburn. Like, it, it just wasn't – it's not that hard to win one if you're bad enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's just – I know we go. We got to get over Frank, but, like, the games where, you know, we'd have a buy in the SEC tournament because we were a top four seed and then we'd lose to a crapper in the first round. It just – oh, God. Anyway, Lamont, please win an SEC tournament game. That would just – yeah, we'll give you a high five from the GBO podcast if we win an SEC tournament game. That should just be my standard. I don't care what happens during the regular season. Just win an SEC tournament game. That's what
0: you want? That's what you want? <laughs> All right. Well, so let's let's kind of get into this a little bit. So going into the to, to SEC play, um, about kind of like where we are and where we stand. Um, you know, like last year going into this, we were talking about like – Outside shot, like like what they would have to do to make the tournament, what they would have to do to make the NIT. I think that's basically out the window. I think the I think that the NIT would be nine and like at a minimum nine and nine, probably ten and eight, you you know, and and an SEC tournament game. And I don't think they're gonna get there because one thing that we're looking at this year that is different, it's it's very different than I can remember. The SEC is absolutely loaded. Like you might be playing um, a team in, in that first in that second game at least that uh, that is on the bubble uh, there in in Kimpoms in 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 uh, in the Kimpom rankings we got eight teams in the top fifty another another uh, eleven in the top seventy five basically and so the, there's there's like eight to ten SEC teams that are like playing for the NCAA tournament, that that is their, that is their expectation. They're entering this season and they will be disappointed if they are not in the tournament. And, um, and uh, five of them are in the top 20, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, and Auburn are top 20 uh, teams uh, in Kempom. Another three are in the 30 to 50 range in Mississippi state, Mizzou and Florida. Uh, and then there's and then the bottom five, you know, A and M is seventy two, Ole Miss is seventy three, LSU seventy eight, UGA ninety seven, Bandy one hundred six, and then we are one ninety two. Now the efficiency rating, that gap probably isn't as bad as you know eighty spots, in, you know, like but uh but it's it's not good. We're not close to the top. We are fourteenth going into SEC play. And right now we should be 14th and we're not, we're pretty far away from 13. Well, guys,
2: the first game of the year in SEC play is against Vandy. It's at Vandy. We'll know pretty quickly. I feel like that's the team that's nearest at 13 and we're 14, but if we can beat Vandy, that will show progress that maybe we can compete. But if we lose and lose by a lot in that first game, I feel like that's going to be your barometer, your level where you see where this team goes this year is, can they beat the team that's kind of on the same level as them, at least record and talent wise?
0: Yeah, Kyle, I, that was a deep
2: si- that was a deep sigh, Kyle.
1: I, they're probably not beating mandy probably not. And, at mean, least, like, like we said, there. I, I I hadn't realized, man. We're undefeated at home. That's wild.
0: Um, we, but play, yeah. we play uh, significant, and we play significantly better at home. Like, uh, I mean. But, like, Michi had a bum ankle the whole tr- – like, it is, it is possible that we are – like, that this, like, 192 ranking where we are is actually not accurate we're going to finish a little better than that. Um, you know, like, Michi was on a bad ankle the whole Charleston Classic. Um, and uh, we do play well at home. Like, they, we've even got a pretty decent home win against Clemson. Like, Clemson would not be 13 in the SEC. Uh, and so, like, we can beat these teams at home. I don't think we're gonna be. I don't think we're gonna. End. Do we win an SEC road game this season? Well, if it's, it's gonna be Vandy, the first game, right?
2: Maybe yeah, we Georgia. Got,
0: we got maybe v- Georgia. We we've got Vandy, Georgia, LSU, and Old Miss, who are the bottom, who are four of the bottom five, other than us, and on the road. Do we win one of those?
2: Well, for us to have a somewhat respectable year, we better.
0: I, I'll say
1: yes because if you get nine chances to do something, but I don't, I don't believe it as I'm saying it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're not so going to win all our, We're not going to win all of our, Yeah, we're not going to win all of our SEC home games with all the ranked teams yeah. that we're playing at home.
0: So, so that's the case. If, if we think if, – if we don't – if we're not sure we can win an SEC road game, then y'all, like, winning more than four games I think is the tall order because, you know, we've got – here are five of our nine home games. Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State uh like we've got five against Kimpom top 36 teams sounds like we got a lot of chances to
2: shine that's what I hear yeah
0: Yeah. we've got a lot what 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 is it we've got a lot of quad we've got a lot of opportunity to win quad one games you you know like like if we just win the remainder of our schedule we'll make the tournament you know games (laughs) is this
2: where are we getting into the land of if we just win our last 10 we're in
0: Rice, Rice, I think this might be the year. I think this might be the year the Kloniker can't write the bubble bubble article. I don't think we'll see that article this year. That he can't even write the article about what we have to do in order to get to the bubble and have a shot at going there. We might, we might get our first ever NIT bubble bubble article. So you're talking about the NIT. Last year, last year,
1: we went nine and three, non-con. Didn't didn't really do anything that crazy, right? I mean, we we beat Florida State, beat beat UAB. Kind of soft schedule, really. I mean, yep. um, went nine and nine in the SEC, lost the tournament game, didn't make the NIT. Yeah, like they, this team ain't doing that. They 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 didn't do it in the non-con, and they're not winning nine SEC games. They're not.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Like. Like, do we even try to go to one of these other things, like the CBI or something like that? Like, like, is that even? Is that I even- think we're, I
1: think we're committed to not doing it. Like, I think we've had options yeah. and, we, and we won't do it um, right. because I think you have to pay to go. And for whatever reason, um, although that could be a Frank thing. Uh, I, I say that as a really, I don't know that that's an, I don't know. Um, we've not been willing to do it in the past. And I don't know if that's been driven by Frank or the administration. Um oh. I don't know oh. that we're going to find out this year because I don't think we're going to be good enough to find out this year. Uh, but that may be something we learn in the future was driven more by um, the coaches in the administration. But I, I don't know the answer to that.
0: It would not surprise me in the least if Frank Martin thought he was better than the CBI and never wanted to go. That would not. That, that would not. And, and if that was Frank thing, that would not surprise me at all. And and like go to something like the CBI if they're good enough, I think it's just a case by case thing. If we're gonna play Hank and Stanford and Zach Davis and and Jacoby Wright in those games and get some guys like some compet- some more competitive minutes, you know, I don't want to take like G.G. Jackson wouldn't go if he was leaving, you, you know what I mean? Like like uh, it would be like uh, it would be like go to a bowl game for him, the, the, you know, going to the CBI. But um, but yeah. Um, so, anyway, we have – kind of getting back to the schedule here, we have four home games against Texas A&M, Ole Miss, UGA, and Vandy. They're between 70 and 100 in the in the Pom rankings. And uh, if we want to have any hope for any of those things that we talked about uh, happening here, we've got to win those four games. We've just – like, I think that's where it starts. We've got to win those four games. We've got to be able to beat Vandy at home. We've got to be able to beat UGA at home. We've got to be able to beat Ole Miss at home. and We've got to be able to beat A&M at home. If
2: not, this this season's going to get ugly very quickly.
0: Well, so we've been saying it's getting ugly very quickly. Got, it's gotten ugly. Yeah.
2: Well, we still have a respectable, you know, you know, six and six. You know, it's better than three and nine. It, it hasn't gone off the rails
0: yet. Eastern Eastern Carolina, East Carolina looked a little off the rails. George was Washington bad. Was real off the rails. I would say there was some ugly. Uh, there
2: was uh, some ugly for sure.
1: <laughs> I, I do think it helps if you've only gone to the home games. Again, I can't believe we're undefeated at home. Um, I mean, three games wild. against three game, three of the five games are against teams outside the top 300. So like it's it's not as incredible as maybe I'm making it sound. Um, but yeah, uh I it had not occurred to me that um uh, the fortress that is Colonial Life Arena.
0: And and, and one of them is on a buzzer beater, you you know, like yeah. the, the game that it's we, a good win. Yeah. Like like it was it, it was the coin flip game that we won. You, you is know Clemson's still around fifty in the Ken Palm?
2: Sixty one. Like, yeah, they're hovering around there, so oh man.
0: But yeah, it, but, what, so if, I think that's a good metric. I think that's a good metric. If Clemson's sixty-one, if Clemson's sixty-one, then I think that shows that the team can go in and beat a team like that is at that level. At that level, a And M is AM is lower than that. Uh, Ole Miss is lower than that. UGA is lower than that, and and uh, and Vandy is lower than that. And so I think it is. It's, I think it is reasonable to kind of set that as a standard of. You know, four and fourteen oh. is what we're looking at.
1: Well, maybe that's to your point, though. It's a coin flip game. Maybe we get two of those. Yeah, um, that's, that's also steal, fair. You steal one on the road, and that's how you get to three and fifteen. Which, which feels. What was very... Frank's first
2: year? What was Frank's first year in conference? I think it was four
1: and fourteen. Uh, that's a good question. What was Frank's first year? It was something like that.
2: Um, Do we need a lower
1: four and fourteen?
2: do we need a lower expectation as we need to at least go four and 14 and win an sec tournament game. And we call that a, it's fine. It's his first year.
0: Yeah.
1: I I don't know if we want to have a, what, what makes this first year fine podcast or not. It's,
0: I mean, we can rough year. we, We probably should do that at some point during the, during sec play. We're, we're, we're definitely laying the table to have that podcast in a couple, in a, in a month. Um, but um, but going, I, I, I want to get back to kind of what I said at the beginning of this, talking about what what would be good is that you know Franklin four and fourteen didn't win an SEC tournament game, but Michael Carrera was exciting. We were excited about Michael Carrera. We were we were excited at least about one of the Lithuanians, you know, uh, and he also had a decent recruiting class coming in. Um, You you know, I forget like his his first full recruiting class was was pretty good. Um, And um, and so I think that there's a lot that can be in play if uh, Paris is actually out there on the recruiting trail. We've had some visits from some top guys more. Maybe I'm just paying attention to it more because I'm doing a pod now, but it seems like more than we had with Frank. Like like we're getting top guys in the door now. Whether or not we sign them, you, you know, like is is different. But uh, I think if he if if he goes four and fourteen, three and three and fifteen, puts together a good recruiting class, and we can wash it up to having a bad year and move on, you, you know, I I think that's okay. If if we go three and fifteen with Hank and Stanford and Davis, and you know, not getting any minutes. And just playing, playing six guys, five of who aren't going to be here next year. That's that's very concerned.
1: So Frank's first class had Sandarius, had Dwayne, uh, had Justin Mackey. That was
0: his second class. That was his. Uh,
1: Sorry, that's uh, sorry. That's what I meant. Second class. Excuse me. Sandarius, Dwayne, Justin Mackey, uh, Demetrius Henry, um, Ringer. Yeah, I mean, and that, like you said, looks pretty good on the trail right now. Got some guys, so yeah, if that's if that's the type of class that's coming in, then yeah, I I could sort of see that. um, I could see that trajectory in play again. Um, Because yeah, the last few years of Frank were just awful from uh, from recruiting standpoint. God, Justin
2: Justin Mackey won the Mister Basketball that year, and he was a two star seventy eight. Wow, I I think I think.
0: I take freshman Justin Mackey on this team.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, we'll see what <laughs> you can happens. Everybody shout out <laughs> <laughs> you can give them a shout out if you want to.
2: All right, guys. I wanted to end the men with a bold statement. What bold statement can you say it's gonna happen to the men this year? I have my bold statement. Do you guys want me to lead off or do I, you guys have one?
0: Well, when you say bold statement, do you think like 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 our one percent, like like what we think like 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 if we hit Every, the full ceiling, everything goes it in. will
2: shock you if you shock you if we do it.
0: Okay. But 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 might be in the cards. Okay. It might All be right. in the cards. All right. You want to go ahead and lead off so we don't take yours? I, I
2: say that we're going
0: to beat a ranked team.
2: We're going to beat a ranked team at home. And it's going to shock. You ready for this? I think we're going to beat Arkansas at home. I'm going to say
0: right. it. I, I love I'm that I it. I threw the softball up there for you. It would. It would be. That's look, a shock. That'd be a shock. It would have to be what Kyle wants from the season here, where where we have a GG Jackson game. It would be. It it would be awesome. It would be worth having Jackson. You, you know, like him out playing two or three NBA
2: players and him scoring forty at home. That would be with all the fans there, all the students. That would be my shock, my bold statement of the year. What do you guys have, Sumter?
0: I Kyle, you want to go ahead and go? I've got a couple. So
1: if you... Uh, you fire them off. I, I...
0: okay. So here's mine. Um, so c- currently looking at some um, at the NBA mock drafts, um GG, just put one out there where GG's 15. Okay. Where, where, where they have GG going 15th. Um DraftNet has him as high as seven. CBS Sports has him going as low as 19. Uh, but everybody else right now has him fallen 14 to 15. My bold statement is that Gigi plays himself into pick and um and and we make a little noise, might even might even make Bryce's bold statement happen and talk of us potentially being maybe not an NCAA tournament team, but but like being an NCAA, I mean being an NIT team, uh w- with him you know averaging something doing something crazy in SEC play like. 24 points a game or something like that um, would be what would be what I would think it wouldn't, that would not completely shock me. Uh, and I think that would be but like, instead of getting the GG game, we get like three or four of them. Kyle is basically, you, you, you know, what, what wouldn't shock me and him playing himself into, you know, a top five, six pick in the NBA draft.
1: I'm going to go with uh, – I'm falling in love with uh, – I feel like right now. Uh, Daniel Hankin Sanford ends up being a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and, like, in a way that – not – Like an eight I'm, I'm saying, eight rebounds guy? I, I mean, I'm not saying good. I want to be clear. I'm not saying good. I'm saying fun. Um, yeah. Like, I think he's like going to be dynamic. I think he's going to be dynamic on the boards. I think he's going to do – he's going to do a lot when he's on the court.
0: And like a, like a freshman – like a freshman Chris Silva type of fun where he was really raw, but just like, he just jump up and blocks the most ridiculous shot randomly. I,
1: I hate to say this because I revere the man, but like maybe Michael Carrera, just like tenacious on the boards. um, Like absolutely <laughs> infuriating the people on the other side of the court. Um, that That's maybe my ceiling for him. So I, I, I guess when I say, you know, that I bold, cause I, Man, saying anyone's going to be Michael Carrera's bold. Michael Carrera is a damn good basketball player. Um,
0: but that's that, – if i got to be bold, that's going to be bold. So I love that. And what I, what's going to have to happen for that to happen, and this is going to – and, like, obviously free throw shooting has been the modern exterminating. We know what bugs you, you, you know, um, for us w- with the men this season. But what will potentially start to happen, the modern exterminating, we know what bugs you play the young guys, Paris, like, like, you, you know, you recruited them, you signed them, you kept them play the young guys, you, you know, like to, in order for that to happen, he's got to just play Hank and Sam for 20 minutes. Like the minutes are there, you, you know, like, like Jacoby Wright's playing 30 minutes a game, like Gigi and, and um, is playing third plus 35 sometimes. So is Brown, you know, like the minutes, the minutes for a big guy to play 20 are there. They're not being, he wouldn't be stealing them from anybody. Like, like if he was good and effective, everybody would be grateful for him to be out there doing it, you, you know? And so, like, Paris has got to play him.
1: Yeah, this is him probably jumping Josh Gray, is, is where he gets those minutes. Um, That'd be if,
0: fine. To be that, that would be fine by
1: me. Uh, also, because I looked it up and I have nowhere else to drop it. I'm, I'm just going to uh, – so there are um, – in the SEC so far, t- there are 10 losses to teams with over 100 uh, that are outside the King Com top 100. We got three of them. There's 10. That's, that's something. Um, God, it's going to be a rough
0: year. Yeah. If you you had asked us what percentage of top 100 losses... Yeah,
1: that would have have been better content.
0: I I would have said higher than 30%. I would have said we had 40, 50% of them, probably.
2: (laughs) You know what? I should have said that would really shock us. Josh Gray shooting over 70% from free throw. That would have shocked (laughs) everybody.
0: (laughs) I think we got a better shot. I think we got a better shot of winning nine SEC tournament SEC games price.
2: (laughs) Oh man.
0: Uh, but but uh, yeah, that would that would be awesome. Josh Gray hit hitting, hitting some free throws.
2: All right, guys. Anything left on the men before we jump
0: into women? I I think just 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 to kind of sum this up. Um we know it's going to be bleak. We know we're not going to win a lot. And so I think what we all want and and everything that we've said from our bold predictions or what we think would be good is for the season to still. Be fun to to like to, to where it puts a court that you enjoy going to see, you, you know, that it doesn't make season ticket holders regret buying them like like having a good like having having a fun product on the court. And uh, and I think doing some of these things that we've talked about, you know, are 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 up there. All right. Let's talk about something that's the opposite of men, and
2: it's the women who are just dominating, beating the crap out of people in non-con. I guess they're actually looking forward to some SEC opponents, so maybe they can keep games you know, competitive against them. But I did want to mention we beat the crap out of Coastal 102-39 to 39 last week, and let's just say whatever soul Coastal had, we took it away from them. Anytime that you score over 100, I mean, just – I felt bad. When I went to the game. It was a nooner on a Wednesday, and good crowd for a nooner under on a work week. But uh, just took their soul away, and I, I kind of felt bad for Coastal. I keep saying that on Twitter. I feel bad for some of these opponents, but the women they do start SEC play coming up tomorrow. We're recording this on the 28th. Tomorrow, the 29th, against A&M, who's coached by the former Georgia Bulldog coach. They they switch teams for her, but the women 12 and O we have, you know, 13 non-con games. So we have the Yukon game coming up in in the middle of sec play 12 and O impressive start by them. Of course, highlighted by that win at Stanford, women are going to kick out sec play. I mean, we already know we talk about the same people. Boston's a star, all of our, I mean, we have a lot of stars, but you know, Boston yeah. is the the leader of the show. You have Cardosa coming out of the woodworks this year, um, playing a lot more. Um, what do you guys think, tier-wise, for SEC women's basketball, what are the teams that can even give this team a chance against? Because the SEC, for my opinion, is down this year overall.
0: It is. Uh, it, it definitely is. Um, and so I think LSU is really good. They also had a week at, uh, out of college. Real week. Real yeah. weak, but uh, but like Tennessee started out ranked um, and uh, has kind of fallen off a little bit. But uh, but but like it's you, you know last year I want to say there were like five or six AP top twenty five uh, women's basketball teams, and they're just other than us, there's not there's not that many. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. LSU is ranked nine. Uh, LSU is ranked nine. Uh, LSU is ranked nine. Arkansas is ranked twenty-four. Uh, LSU is ranked nine. Arkansas is ranked twenty-four, and Alabama is receiving four votes. And that's and that is it. Other than South Carolina. Well, yeah. LSU- go
1: ahead Kyle oh I was just gonna say like that's my like that is my SEC preview which is that like the conference is down this year and it's gonna make for a really interesting and interesting is the right word like not compelling necessarily but I don't know that we're gonna know a damn thing about this team till till late March you know like normally you kind of have a good view um and we definitely learned some stuff about them I mean Winning in Stanford, that's a great win. That's, that's a great win. Um, coming up and really pounding Maryland in College Park, that's extremely impressive. I, they, they're going to – yeah, it's LSU. That's kind of it. Like, other than that, like, UCLA is and better it, it might than not everyone be LSU. but
0: LSU. Yeah, and it might not be LSU, Kyle. Like, like it, it, is, it is very possible – that uh i want to say lsu like the reason to rank that high will they have one loss
2: no lsu no, they're they're
0: undefeated they're undefeated they're 12 and 0 they just haven't played they just played a very weak schedule it's very possible they don't finish second in sec play you know, they didn't they didn't play a
2: power 5 team until the last week and they beat two teams in the power 5
0: yeah like they might not be number 9 here and so it's uh it's like I, I actually don't see them finishing in the top ten of the AP poll. I, you, you know, like, like I, and so, I mean, teams are good. If if the SEC is down, that means they can also beat up on. Like, if they beat up on a week out of conference schedule, they can also beat up on a on a week conference schedule too and stay ranked. You, you know, like, but uh, but just. It's it's really it's – like it's like the inverse of the men here, wh- where, like, the men is as strong as it's ever been. This is, like, as weak as it's ever been. Guys, in the month of January, we're
2: just playing Arkansas, who's barely ranked. Outside of that, we're going to beat the crap out of every team we play in January. You don't really – I don't think – you're not going to see us get in a competitive game unless something crazy happens like Missouri last year. Um, until we play, you know, UConn on the 5th of February and then LSU on the 12th. Arkansas might be the only team in January that gives us, you know, I'm not going to say a fit, keeps it within a 10-point game. From the outlook, what I see now, I see the, the ladies beating people by 20-plus, these SEC teams. What do you guys think? Someone will do
1: something. Uh, like, you know, on the one hand, I, I want to point at Georgia and go – they beat Coastal by 17. To your point, we eviscerated, eviscerated Coastal. Right. Um, like I don't think it was within 17 after the first 10 minutes. And so part of me is like, look at the gap. Look at the gulf there. The other part of me uh, will acknowledge that Georgia, they lost by 11. But, like, they, they hung with NC State, um, oh. which is an excellent, excellent team. And that game was in Athens. So, I mean – not god because it requires me to give missouri credit um you know like like missouri crap last happens year. if you're if right. you're on the road like things can happen um so and we're playing
2: gonna... at tennessee which they're have the talent but they've had a, just a bad year of well not a bad year they've played a lot of ranked teams they're eight and six but they haven't lost to a crapper they've lost the, yeah, a lot i of... mean
1: you, you look at you look at that's kind of the thing about Arkansas, man. It's like, I'd be more, I'd be more worried about Arkansas. If it were in Fayetteville, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. But in Columbia, I, I don't think this team loses in Columbia this year. And I, I don't know that anyone's going to really, you see, I, I would, I would venture a guess right now. Maybe someone comes within nine cause they hit like a three at the end of the game, but I don't think anyone's going to scare us the way UCLA did in the colonial life arena the rest of the year. That that's my, that's my best guess. We might lose one on the road, but, I think this team's going to just pound people at home.
0: Well, so I think I, I agree with you. I, I don't think we lose. Like, like I'm not even trying to zag to say we drop a game in the colonial life arena. But one thing that this team could do is shoot poorly enough to let a team stay in it. Right. Like, like that is the, the weakness. If, if this team has one weakness, it is that, you know, it, it is that they don't, the, the, they sometimes are just terrible offensively. You, you know, they'll shoot 25% from the floor, the 50% from the free throw line. They might be shooting a worse percentage from the free throw line than the men are. You know? <laughs> like, like, and and so um and so I, I definitely could see them letting the team hang 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 with them, but 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 they'll just put them away because they'll wear them down exactly how they did UCLA. And and um and and Bryce and I were kind of joking. You, you, you know, on, on the pod last time about like this team and that, you know, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that it doesn't bug me anymore when they only shoot 22 percent from the floor because they they do it and win by 13 at South Dakota State. You, you know, like it's, it's just whatever it's
2: like when your defense is top five, you know, and that travels everywhere you know, it gives you a little leeway on the offensive side of things.
1: It also helps when you, if you, if you shoot poorly, but you rebound 40% of your misses, you get a lot
0: more shots. It's true. Yep.
2: And, and when you have the tallest girls on the floor, that helps too.
0: Yep. You when get you block reason, like, like 17, 17 shots a game, <laughs> that also helps. Uh, I, I just think that, uh, that like, it, it's possible this team is going to win the national title. And they go, you know, they're shooting 20% from the floor in the national title game ended up winning it by 12 points. You, you know, like, like that would not shock me at all. Uh, but so it would not shock me if we play a close game or two uh, on the road. Would not shock me if we play a close game in the Colonial Eye I- for me.
2: Well, the only thing that's going to, I guess let's go with the shock factors. What's your shock bold statement of the year for the ladies? I'll lead off. I think this is going to be shocking to say. I think we're going to go I, to U. I think we're going to go to Yukon and beat them by 20 at UConn.
0: Ooh, I like it. I didn't think that was what uh I didn't think that was what you were gonna 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 go with, but uh I would love to roll into Yukon and beat them by 20 points.
2: At, at their place, we had never won there. That would be my shocking – because that would just be shocking me. It, it I, I'll be happy that we win, you know, by any points. But to go up there and beat the crap out of them, that's my shock statement of the year. What about you guys?
0: Well, I'll go ahead and do one, all right? And, like, I, I'll just go ahead and say it. This team going undefeated and winning the national title is is, is in play. You, you know, like it's, it's, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. Like, like it was in play last year. I mean, they were what two, two buzzer beaters away from doing it last year, right? They, they lost at the buzzer yep. and they lost the SEC title game at the buzzer as well. The, yep. in the yep. And so, but just like it is, this team's better than last year's team was, I think. I agree. Uh, even if we're not as good. Offensive. I think we're deeper deeper maybe not we're, better offensively but we are deeper and better overall we're definitely deeper we're definitely deeper uh, and we're and I think we're stronger defensively just because the, the defensive stars are just one year better you know like uh obviously we miss Henderson a little bit but um I think I think going I think going undefeated and winning the national title is, is in play and that would be really really fun the, the boldest thing I can go
1: up with what I said already, which is that the closest game we're going to play in colonial life arena, we've already
2: played. Um, that would be a good, good sign for yeah. SEC play.
0: Yeah. And so, and so Kyle kind of going back to something you said about how we might not know a lot about this team until late March. I think that's somewhat true, but also I think we already know it if we look in the right places. Um, so <laughs> and in the, in the, in the last game, now now with Chloe Kitts on the team, and there's 13 players that don't get minutes for this is this is talent, all right? From a coaching standpoint, she played 13 people 12 plus minutes, like balance, balance, like <laughs> that's hard to do, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so she she played 13 13 people to. 12 plus minutes. Um, and so we don't really know, like like we often don't see what these rotations are going to be. But every time we've been in a close game, she's got a top seven and it's clear. And if you go back and look at the minutes against Stanford, if you look at the minutes against UCLA, even South Dakota State a little bit, um, if, you know, when they have been challenged, what the lineup that she rolls with is Boston, Saxon, Beal, Cook, Fletcher, Cardosa, and Amahair, and then and then Raven Johnson and Brie Hall are the eighth and ninth players off the off the bench. Like um, Raven Johnson is the backup point guard, and Bree Hall probably as the as the as the the sharpest offensive player. That's at least of the of the players that are on the bench. Uh, you know, she hit those two big threes in overtime against Stanford. Yeah. Uh, like that's the that's the nine man rotation, or excuse me, that's nine woman rotation when we get to uh when we get to the you know to the NCAA tournament, when we get to the final four, when we get to this team, you, you know, tough, tough matchups.
2: Where outside of free throws, because you know, the women aren't great at free throws, what's the weakness on this team? If you guys had to guess, my thought would be at point guard. Fletcher has done fine. She hasn't done great. She can make that 10-foot jumper. Raven not playing as much. I think Fletcher's kind of the go-to. Like, what do you guys think the weakness is? Mine is point guard overall, even though that's not much of a weakness if you had to pick one.
0: You know, they're both good. Like, (laughs) like I I don't... Were
2: were you expecting more of Fletcher? Maybe that was just me being a four-year starter at Georgia Tech.
0: So it's also, it's kind of like, it's got to be hard to when most of your games, the coach is rolling twelve players deep. It's it it's going to be hard to show out a little bit. I think you, you know, like, like, like when the offense is when the offense in a tough game is just pounded down to Boston and Cardosa, and um, you know, like to get in a rhythm to to be new on a team like this and and really play. I, I Fletcher and Johnson are both good. Like, like yes, yeah, sure. Like you could be right that the weakness, but that's just a, a, a tribute to how good this team is.
2: I, I mean, you remember in the NCAA tournament last year, Henderson took over a few games when no one else could score. So if we have played teams that, you know, quadruple team Boston, and we have a bad shooting day and people can't score, you're going to need that guard to take over. Maybe it's cooked so, this year.
0: Maybe so it's so what's, funny, what's funny is that that has happened this season, and every time that has happened um, – Someone it, stepped up. Instead of that being no, no, you're incorrect. Instead of that being a guard, it's been Cardoso, is is what is is what has happened every time. Every time Boston has gotten double triple teamed in these tough games, like UCLA is a perfect example. Um, uh, so is South Dakota State. Uh, what what Dawn does is she she just puts Cardoso in and lets their power forward or small forward guard. You know the the ACC Freshman of the Year to. You Ago, you know, like like this player who would be a starter probably for anybody else in the country um you know and she just ends up posting up this much weaker player and it's been very effective man it's brutal when you can put cardosa
2: and boston at the same time there's not going to be many teams that have girls that can guard both of them because if you double team triple team boston you put her at the high around the free throw line and then you just throw it down to cardosa who has a smaller girl or the tallest girl on her, but she's going to be an inch or two taller than her. And you can just throw it in and she didn't have to jump and put up the layup off the board. Um, what do you think, Kyle? Do you think there's a weakness that we haven't mentioned or what's on your mind?
1: Uh, I'm checking it. I'm trying to check it to make sure that this isn't a, I feel, um, but I can't find it quickly. I, I, we're shooting third. T- round up to 30% from three. And if we could knock that up a couple percentage points, because the best, I, I think the way you're going to try to beat this team is to do what you see happens a lot, right? Which is pack in the zone and hope like hell we're cold that night. And if we shoot 20% from three, if the rebounds sort of uh, bounce off the rim in a certain way to where you, you're not getting crushed on the offensive boards. You can do just enough to keep us kind of down on the offensive end. And then maybe, maybe you can make enough work on the defensive end. So if there were something, if, if you had, if you tell me how we're going to lose a game this year, it's because we're going to shoot 15% from one night. Um, and part of that is just, you know, basketball, right? Like you play 40 minutes. It's, it's not a huge sample size. Uh, if you told us every, if you told me every game, uh, we got to play best of three or best of five. Um, I'd feel pretty good saying this team's going to win the national title, but um, college basketball ain't structured that way. And part of this is just, you're never going to be able to have a college basketball team. Like, well, they'll definitely do it. Right. I mean, when you play And, it, offs, doesn't,
2: and it doesn't hurt when the first two rounds of the tournaments at the host of the top four seeds and then the regionals in Greenville. So yeah. But that's
1: uh, the regional in Greenville does make me feel good because I'm not that worried about the first two rounds with this team. Uh, but, you know, like yeah. It, it, once you get past the first weekend, anyone can get clipped. It's just it. It's one game. It's it's yeah. one
0: game. I mean, and, heck, it so, almost happened to us last year
1: against North Carolina. Yep. Um. I mean, it again. It's one game, man. Like it yeah. just it, it forty minutes. Like you know, we play them for we play them three times. I'm not worried about North Carolina. We play them once. Well, things can happen. Uh. So. I mean, um. Yeah. I mean, I I would like to see. I would like to feel a little better playing against those sort of pack it in zone teams. Cause so I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. Um, but you know, like, yeah, I, it's hard to complain about this basketball team. I, I don't actually want to complain about this basketball team. They're, they're an absolute joy.
0: There's Nothing to complain about. Like, like just, just keep winning. You, you know, like, like it doesn't, if they want to win by, you, you know, You've outlined the ways to beat us, and they shot one from 15 from three at home against UCLA, and they shot uh, like two for 18 or something from three against South Dakota State. Ended up winning both those games by like 15 to 20 points, you know. So like, like <laughs> just what do you want? Just, just we're just gonna keep the other team from not scoring. That's just what we're gonna do. Just don't score. And, uh, and we're going to do that every possession. And every possession is going to be the hardest possession of your life. And and it's going to be impossible to score. And eventually, you we're just going to beat you. <laughs> like-
2: well, the expectation here for Dawn and the ladies every year is Final Four. And after that, things just have to go your way. But things are looking good, at least on paper this year for that.
0: I feel better now about this team winning the national title than I did about them winning the national title at this point last season.
2: That's a good statement.
0: Um and so and so like like I definitely think they can win the national title. It's it's also just one game. You, you know like like once they get into the final four, like if they if we I imagine we will be on the opposite side that they, that the NCAA will want us on the opposite side of the bracket from Stanford so that we play Stanford in the title game. um, If Stanford's still number two and has only lost to us. Um, But um, you, you know, it's like making the final four, obviously that would be a letdown if they don't go to the final four, it'll be disappointing if they don't win the national title. Like this could be, you know, how often
2: do you get a chance to win back-to-back
1: titles? Well, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel the way you feel, but I feel that way, I think, more because Paige Buchers is hurt than I do because of anything about this battle. I think this team is comparable to last year's team. I, I'm not going to say they're better or worse, but, like, that would be a hell of a game if you put the two teams on the floor against each other. Um, and it would be a they, – they would be worthy opponents to each other. I, I think I think UConn being a step behind. I think you're right. We're not going to see Stanford till the final. The pass just an inch clear. And last year we got a, a little a little fortunate that I think we got a, a good final four draw. We got um yep. Arizona in the semi instead of um I'm trying to remember who they beat. We had Louisville. We uh, Louisville. Louisville. Oh Louisville, excuse me. Um you know, like I think we got a little little fortunate getting them instead of maybe a
0: couple of teams we could have gotten that we didn't. Um, UConn, UConn beat the number. Who was the number one seed in UConn's bracket? Was it NC State? Right? I
1: think it was NC State. They played an overtime game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And
0: know. so, and so, UConn was definitely. I mean, obviously, they went to the final game. You, like, like the best three teams in the in the tournament were South Carolina, Stanford, and UConn. And then NC State was better than Louisville. And so, of the of the top, you know, five three or the top four three of them were on the other side of the bracket
1: yeah and that just this year that's kind of i'm just not that scared like i'm just not that scared with know and i don't think we're gonna see him till the final i think uconn if, if again if Bookers is healthy different team you got another team that's really right up there with us um and, and maybe i'm leaning too much into nc state just getting rounced by UConn this year. Maybe I'm just underrating UConn, Um, but yeah, uh, that that is why I feel better about this
0: team than last year's team at this stage. Um, It is hard to rate UConn right now because UConn has been very hurt. Like like take take Beckers out of the equation. You you know, like like UConn without Beckers has been very banged up. Uh, Izzy Fudd has been has been out for for a period of games. She didn't play in the Maryland game that they lost. Um, And so like UConn could be a like UConn could be a sleeping giant here and that and that they wake up uh, even if they don't like they're not Beckers is out for the year. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am very happy that on this run, if Kyle is right, that the reason we feel like this team has a better shot at winning the title than we did. year. Is that is just Yukon is weaker than they were last year. Uh, I'm very happy that we beat Yukon in the championship game like last year with Beckers playing really well, and that we also beat Beckers before she got hurt in the uh in the Bahamas tournament. Uh and we kind of killed them in the Bahamas tournament. You, you know, like, and she was, and and that that's one of the last games that she was full that she was fully healthy in, you, you know. And and uh, it is good that UConn fans can't just throw that in our faces.
2: Right. Well, guys, I know finishing up the women. I can tell you one thing for sure: it's going to be warmer in Dallas in the spring than it was in Minneapolis in the spring. <laughs> this, earlier this year, I froze my butt off in Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, but this weekend here in South Carolina it got you used to it, Bryce.
2: It got a little cold, but I'll warm up at the bowl game on the. Was Friday.
0: it was it colder Was it colder this Christmas than it was at the Final Four in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, it was nineteen degrees. I remember when it was snowing after the game, and I think it got down. I think it got. I think it got down
0: to fourteen here. It was bad. We we were up in I was up in Hartwell, Georgia, and Anderson, uh, South Carolina, and it was it was below ten, you know, like uh, one of the nights.
2: And Kyle's laughing at us because he lives in DC and it's cold all the time, right? Kyle. It was bad. I didn't like it. It was bad. It was, it was negative. Did you get negative up there?
1: Uh no, wind chill, I think, uh teetered around zero, but I think the low was maybe eight. Um don't don't move north, kids.
2: All right, guys. Well, that's the end of our uh podcast tonight. Um, thanks for listening. The women start started tomorrow night, the 1229 against AM, and then the men are playing. I believe they open on the third at Bandy, which will be interesting to see. So that was our SEC preview. Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you next week. And when we talk next week, guys, it's going to be already SEC play is here. Half the season's over. Can you believe it?
0: So we'll do a, a. You want to do a pod after after the Vandy game on Tuesday, Bryce?
2: Yeah, we'll do a pod on a weird weekday um, sometime next week to give you guys a wrap up of that, just to see how that goes, and hopefully it goes our way. But that's it for the pod this week. Thanks for joining us and be on the lookout on Twitter for our giveaway from Gamecock Art. Thanks
0: guys. Go Cox. TVO out.